Hi, and welcome to Tian Tehillim, and welcome to the month of Elul. This class is being sponsored by Paul and Lisa Glazer, a beautiful, generous, influential, spiritually attuned couple who would just like to extend their gratitude for these classes, and they want to wish us all a bracha that we should grow and achieve our highest potential now during the month of Elul. Okay, so I definitely know that I could use inspiration and guidance during this month, and I'm sure many of you feel the same, and I'm sure that's why you're here listening right now. So let's begin. If we're being real about the month of Elul, it's not the cushiest, coziest, comfiest month. We have expectations. There are expectations of us to step it up. Whatever we're doing, we're not sure if it's good enough anymore. We're worried about our tshuva, if it's going to be accepted. We're worried about the Yom Hadin. We're worried about the, we're worried about the coming year. We, there's a certain intensity and a thickness and like a fear that envelops the air. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just like turn this whole experience around and make it instead a time where we, when we feel broadened and expanded and more spiritually connected in the most pleasurable and enjoyable ways, in a way that resonates with who we are. So that's the goal of this class. And we're going to accomplish this goal, Amir Tashem, by extracting messages from Perak Chaf Zayin and Tehillim. Because this is the Perak that we say now, and we're meant to say during the month of Elul two times a day. It's the Perak of David Hashem Ori. And I believe it has some beautiful messages that we could expound on. And I want to specifically bring out two particular practical tools that we should try to start using now during the month of Elul. And hopefully those tools will help give us the, the the beautiful, enjoyable, pleasurable connection that we're looking for in this month. Okay, so Parak Chaf Zayin is about, specifically about David's tefillah Tashem to protect him from his enemies. And he expresses a lot of trust, as always. He's expressing how Hashem always saved him in the past, and now he's praying to be helped in the future. My question is, what is the connection between the month of Elul and David's enemies? So the first idea is that Elul is a time of tshuva. And when we work on ourselves and when we try to become better people, sometimes it can feel like a battle. It can feel like we have lots of quote-unquote enemies, like working against us to throw us off from working on ourselves, like bad habits that we've gotten used to, or desires that are pulling us in different directions from where we want to go, or doubts about what we're doing, is it right or wrong, or life circumstances that can make things difficult, or limiting beliefs that could limit us in, in what we're trying to accomplish. So just like David's bitachon helped him defeat his enemies, by saying this parak, we're strengthening our bitachon to defeat our enemies, meaning to defeat all the things that are holding us back from becoming the best we can be during this month. And that's why we say this parak about enemies during the month of Elul. The second idea is that the connection between this parak and Elul is further cemented here in this parak by all the hints to Elul, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot that we're going to find enveloped inside the Pesukim. So the structure is, it's a, there's an interesting structure in this parak that really mirrors the human pattern of how we live and how we believe. And the parak starts off with complete trust. He starts with complete trust and confidence that Hashem is going to help him and he's going to, you know, all of his trust in the wars, you know, for, that, that he gathers from his past, from all the wars that he has won against all odds. And then he 
he goes down and he kind of like he shows his vulnerability and 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 he stops you know speaking in this very very trusting way and he kind of shows off his he shows his fear and insecurity and then at the very end he goes back up to reminding himself and to reminding us and he, he, he like really drills it in at the end and he comes back to his original level of of bitachon if not more so this is a very real thing. This is something that we could all relate to. The fact that bitachon requires constant effort and constant work. And that, you know, we feel like we're on a high and we, we're believing and we're calm and we're content and we're secure in our life. And then something happens and we feel like we fell off a bandwagon. And we have to employ tools and, and, and go to classes and inspire ourselves and daven and try to get back that bitachon that we feel like we lost a little bit. And it's interesting because when I first started teaching Tehillim classes and I saw that almost every one of the 150 chapters of Tehillim are talking about Amuna and Bitachon, I thought to myself, what on earth am I going to do? Like, okay, David HaMelech could get away with talking about uh, Bitachon every single time. But if I repeat this again and again, I don't think that my audience is going to be as forgiving. So, you know, what's, what's up with this? And as I you know, started teaching my classes, I realized that he comes in through different angles every time. And he bring, he shows off the bitachon that he wants us to absorb. And he shows it to us in different situations in his life, how he applies it in all kinds of circumstances and in all kinds of ways. And I realized that this is, this is really what we need. He's giving this to us because this is exactly what we as human beings need. We need help staying on that Path means that we have to return it to our heart again and again and again. It's not enough to know about bitachon once and to bring Hashem into our life once and just know it forever. It's not like riding a bike and then we just know it. It's something that we have to keep on instilling in ourselves. And I realized through this experience and of teaching these Tehillim classes that this is the, the whole purpose of saying Tehillim. Like when we say Tehillim, we're not just asking Hashem, give this person a refor shalema, give me parnasa, right? Very you know, very, we don't really see that in Tehillim. We don't see those direct requests. What we do see is the bitachon and the amuna that David is using in his life to bring him miracles. And this is exactly what we're trying to do when we say Tehillim. We're trying to tap into that. To, to As we say it, the hope is that it seeps into us and that we then could could, could live our lives with that level of bitachon, hopefully. And that then that, that through the power of that trust that we have, we, we will hopefully, like David, we will draw Yeshuos and blessings and abundance into our life. So it makes perfect sense that it's written over and over. And this bitachon is the ultimate power that we have to draw good things into our life and to draw salvation and the Yeshuos that we need. So my intention in this class as we is that... You know, as we're, we, we have begun Chodesh Elul, and I want to understand, I want us to all understand and really connect on a deeper level to this parak that we say every day now. And also to not just understand the parak, but to extract helpful ideas and tools so that we could make the most of this serious month in, in a pleasurable and even exciting way where we can open ourselves up to being forgiven and to the many new amazing experiences that we want to experience in the coming year.
So Perak Chaf Zayin Pasuk Aleph LeDavid Hashem Ori VYishi Imi Miira Of David, God is my light and my help. Who should I fear? So what he's saying here is that according to how much you consider Hashem, your Ori VYishi, your help, your savior, your light, the the one who's always there for you, that's how much you're gonna be fearless. How could you possibly have fear when you have Hashem as such a as such a strong part of your life? And we see the hints here to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Ori is talking about Rosh Hashanah when we when the world is lit up with the recognition of Hashem as being our one and only King. And Yishi is referring to Yom Kippur when we are forgiven for all of our sins and we have that Yeshua. Hashem saves us through the tshuva. So he's saying here that when evil men come and they try to kill me, they fall and they collapse. So David is saying here that his little tiny army kept winning against these huge world powers. And it all started out with his war with Goliath. And none of it made any bit of like natural sense. So he's, he's saying here the miracles that he's experienced. And the Mepharshim say that when he was fighting against Goliath, that he stumbled and fell. The reason that he was he stumbled and fell so easily is because Hashem actually made a miracle that his feet were sinking into the ground. And therefore his feet were like stuck in the ground and it was easier to knock him over. Okay. If a war should come upon me, in this, I trust. So what does this mean? This is, there's no, it's, it's very unclear. It seems to be unclear. And what does he trust? If a war would come upon me, in this, I trust. So there's a lot of different opinions on this. One of the things that I saw that I, I felt was inspiring was that, In this, I trust. What does this mean? That trust does not mean that I trust that everything is going to go well, that everything's going to go exactly the way I want it to go. That's not what trust means. Trust means that I believe in in the Mohama. In Takumalai Mohama Bezos Anibotech. I believe in the war. What do you mean? It means I believe that the war itself is here. The the challenge that I'm going through in my life I believe in that. I believe that that's really here to serve me because everything that's brought to me in my life is here to serve me in some way. And that that challenge is here to expand and broaden me and, and take me to higher levels in my Avodah Hashem and improve my life in, in some way that I may not know right now. But I know that in this war, in this challenge, I'm going to be better for it. So just to give you an example, like let's say a child comes home from school and they're, they're complaining that someone in the class was bullying them, wasn't being nice to them. Now, this is something that's so painful because there's nothing more painful for a parent than seeing the, their child suffering. But if a person has this bitachon and they see Hashem throughout their life working in all of the ways that He works, and, and they see that throughout every difficulty comes, you know, sometimes they're able to see so clearly, so many times, they're able to see so clearly how so many amazing things ended up coming from that. If a person is in touch with that throughout their life and they have that strong bitachon, then when that mochama comes, then when this kid comes home from school, they're able to right then and there comfort themselves by saying, Bezos ani boteach. I believe in this. 
this situation that looks so hard right now, I know it's taking me somewhere good. I don't see it right now, but they can kind of connect with the past and, and the future. They can connect with the past of difficult things turning out well in the end, and, and they've seen it, and they know it, and they have experiences that prove it, and they can connect with the future, and they can imagine to themselves, hmm, what are the things that could come out of this? Maybe my child will end up going to therapy and and learning the most unbelievable tools that he's going to use in every social situation for the rest of his life that's going to benefit him in unbelievable ways. Maybe the other children, maybe it'll benefit the, the, the social dynamics in my own home. Maybe he'll end up deciding that he's he's you know, going to find a new group of friends and, and, and enjoy that and, and have that friendship for the rest of his school years. Maybe I'm going to have a closer connection with him because I'm going to be giving him more love and attention. Like what are, in that moment of the difficulty, if you could say, and you could envision in the future, what are the good things that could possibly come out of this? Then you could handle life's challenges so much better. Okay, so he's saying that David is expressing here his single-minded yearning to have an intimate connection with Hashem. And it's almost like 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 shifty beves Hashem, almost like the connection that you have with the people that you live with in your home. I want to have that type of connection with you. Like 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 be so intimate, like it's as if you're living in my house with me. And it says, Hashem. And he says, not only that I want to have a connection, but I want to feel the, the pleasure in that connection. The dirachaha darche noam. That noam, that pleasantness that is inherent in that connection with you. Ulevaker behechalo. Ulevaker. And I want to visit. What does it mean, visit? Visit is, is signifying here that he's saying, I don't. Yeah, I want to live in I want to live with you in this very very close way, but at the same time that I'm living with you, I want it to be like a visit. I don't want it to be like I'm used to you and I'm bored of you. I want it to be like a long Sunday when I'm exhausted all Sunday and I'm sitting in the car going to Lakewood to visit my old friend and I'm exhausted and the kids are screaming but by the time I get into my friend's house and I see her and I'm sitting down and schmoozing with her I'm a totally different person it's as if like I just woke up in the morning it's like a fresh new energy that envelops me so so he's saying even though I, I live with you and I want to be with you all the time at the same time I want it to be like I just came to visit so how could we express that closeness with Hashem in a way, you know, how can we experience that closeness in a way that's pleasant, in a way that's enjoyable and fresh and even exciting? And this is what we started out with. We said this is the goal of the class. And here's one idea that I'm going to give you to help you hopefully to reach this goal. So I was listening to a, another shear by Rev. Sandina Fink, and she said that we tend to think that during the month of El, we should pick, you know, the, the thing that's hardest for us and the thing that we're the least good at, that's what we should pick to work on. Almost like, you know, if I'm thinking of an example, like if I'm looking at my house and I want to fix something, well, you know, and the, and the wallpaper is, is peeling off the wall, I'm not going to go fix my beautiful brand new kitchen, right? I'm going to fix the wallpaper. So it makes sense. We think, let's fix the part about us that is the hardest thing for us to do. That is the really, that's our weakness. And she says that Rav Shlomo Valdo says that we're actually supposed to do just the opposite. We're supposed to use what we're good at to serve Hashem. We're supposed to use what comes easy to us 
to, to build ourselves up and make ourselves better. She said, Hashem is not here to, to, he's not here to get us. He wants us to succeed. And he knows that we catch more bees with honey than with vinegar. And when we approach our Avodah Hashem through what we're good at, and we try to better ourselves through our strengths, then everything else around us, all the other parts of us, will be elevated through that as well. And, you know, by putting effort into the areas that you're good at, you're really showing Hashem that you care. And that when he judges you, he's going to know if you didn't do something right, he'll realize like, okay, she's not, that's, that's an area that comes hard for her. But look what she does with the things that she can do. And, you know, Robertson Fink was saying that her daughter was studying for a test and her daughter said, you know, I really don't understand the words. The words come very hard for me, but the concept, like the Hebrew words, but the concepts that I could really, that I understand very well. So Robertson Fink told her, if you understand the concepts very well, study that really, 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 really well. So that when the teacher says, sees that you don't know the words so well, she'll be forgiving. She'll probably give you a good mark anyways, because she'll see how much you care. And that's the same idea over here. So the tool that we want to use, I, I want to, what I want to give over to you is that you should make a list of the things that you're good at and pick the one that stands out to you and ask yourself, how can I expand this out? How can I do this better? How can I do this differently? Ask yourself, how can I use this strength to grow in my avodas Hashem? So just to give you some examples, let's say you're a people person and you just, you're always on the phone and you're always going out with your friends for lunch and, you're, and you just love social situations and parties and whatever. So you could ask yourself, how can I use this in an elevated way to really get me to grow to a higher place? And you might decide, one idea that you could say to yourself, you know what, instead of just using this social tool to just hang out with my friends, let me make a decision that every Friday afternoon, every Arab Shabbos, I'm going to pick, figure out a person that I could connect with, a person who needs that. You know, Shabbos is beautiful, but if for somebody in a compromised situation where they're going through a challenge, whether it's a health issue or whether they don't have a, a spouse or whatever it is, or they're single, or, you know, whatever the issue is, in that compromised situation, Shabbos could be, really become painful, and very painful. That beautiful Shabbos that is supposed to be so beautiful to them, it ends up being a very big source of pain. So that person could decide to, you know what, every Friday, I'm going to connect with a person who needs it. I'm going to call them. I'm going to send them flowers. I'm going to bake cookies for them. I'm going to go visit what could, you know, what could, she could ask herself, what could I do with this people person, this, with this talent that I have, that I connect with others so beautifully, so easily, and how could I expand and broaden that out? If somebody's good with kids, you know, there's a lady on my block, she has every Shabbos afternoon, she hosts, um, you know, elementary aged girls in her house for Tehillim groups, and she gives out Pekalach, and they say Tehillim. So ask yourself, what am I good at and how could I broaden that out? How could I use that in even better and even higher ways? Ki itzbineni b'suko. He will treasure me in his shelter. So here we have a hint to the yantif of sukkis, the sukkah. He's going to treasure me in his sukkah. And whenever it uses the word safon, he says ki yitzpineni, he will hide me. Whenever the word safon is used, and to talk about being hidden, it's always used to indicate that something precious is being hidden. Like we said in one of our previous prakim, um, you know, in talking about the schar that Hashem 
has for us in the next world. He uses the word Safanta also, same Shoresh. And with Afikomen on Pesach, we use the word Safan. So the precious thing that's being spoken of, about here, who's being hidden, what precious thing is being hidden in the Sukkah? Us! And this is a clue into the way that Hashem views us and how precious we are to Him. Va'ata yarum roshi alayvai. Okay, so here he's talking about, you know, in his signature style, David is here is anticipating his victory. He's anticipating the joy and the excitement. Zivchei srua. The srua is here a hint to Rosh Hashanah. It means here shouts of joy. He's saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring offerings and shout with joy. Ashira va'azamra la Hashem. I will sing and praise to him. So he's at the height of his emunah and bitachon here, knowing that he's going to be victorious. Shema Hashem koli ekra v'chaneni v'aneni. Hear my voice when I call to you. Show me favor and answer me. So here he's going back to his fear. He's being real. And he's about to say, Al taster panecha mimeni. Don't hide your face from me. Al tacheni, al tazveni. Don't abandon me. Don't leave me. Right? So now he's going back into his fear and we're seeing here how he the dangerous situation that he's feeling like he's in and this is what makes all the amuna that he expresses in this parak so valuable so real and so true because amuna is not about when things are going well when i have clarity and i'm on the right track i don't need amuna amuna comes in when i don't have a clarity when i'm feeling the fear when i don't know if when i'm not in control with, about my life so that's what he's saying here. He's showing us the fear that he's in. Um, My heart is telling me to trust in you. So here he's talking it into himself. He's talking into himself to get to a higher level of trust, right? He's saying, you know, I'm, I'm fearful and I'm afraid and, and it, it, it doesn't feel good, but my heart is telling me to trust you. Uh, we're going to skip to, we're going to skip the next Pasuk, and we're going to go to Ki'avi, Vi'imi, Azavuni, Vashem Yasveni. Though my father and mother abandoned me, Hashem will take me in. So he's saying, Hashem, you took care of me even when my parents left me. Now there are three partners. There are three Shutfim to a person. There is Hashem, his father, and his mother. And a person might think, and, and, and there are other, very many other people who we encounter you know, in the course of our lives, who are there to support us and help us and be there for us. And a person might think that when a physical person, when a support in their life is removed, like a parent, a spouse, a mentor, a friend, they might think that their life, they might feel like their life is over. What am I going to do without this person? So the lesson here in this Pasuk is that no, Hashem who has been carrying you on his shoulders all along is still here carrying you. Nothing really changed. The physical change it's changed. It looked like it looks like things are different, but in reality, the one that was taking care of you all along is still here. All your needs will continue to be provided for. Horeni Hashem Darkecha Unacheni Baorach Mishar Laman Baorach Mishar Laman Show me your way and lead me on the straight path because of my enemies. So what's the connection between knowing what the straight path is and dealing with our enemies? We have to understand this. So just to give you an example that will really illustrate it, uh, someone came to me with an issue of a friend, and I'm changing around the details here, a friend was crossing her boundaries and just constantly expecting things from her. You know, we did a class last week on boundaries, so um, this is kind of appropriate considering what we spoke about. 
Um, and she was just saying that, like, this friend constantly, like, was getting angry at her. How come you don't call me and you don't visit me enough and you don't do for me and you're not here for me and you don't listen to me enough? And she said she's really feeling very crowded and choked and she insisted that it's this other person's fault and if this other person would only stop doing it, her life would be better. And I wanted to show her that she doesn't have to give her power away. She has control over her own life. And I asked her, I said, if you would call up Rabbi Kanievsky, and you would ask him what, you know, you would explain to him the situation and you would say, what is my obligation in this scenario and in this, in this friendship? And if he would say, you know what, just call her just so she doesn't feel bad. Call her every Arab Shabbos for two minutes. That's your whole obligation. And if he would tell you that, I said, how would you feel then? What do you think would happen in this situation? And she said, well, if I would know for sure and I would feel clarity and I would feel 100% confident Rav Kanievsky told me what to do and I know it's the right thing, the whole issue would fall away. Like, I'd be, I know what I'm doing. I would do it and she would accept it and we would move on. And I said, aha, exactly, right? If you, it's all about you. If you feel confident that you're doing the right thing, nobody else could get to you. And this is what this is saying here. Horeni Hashem Darkecha, show me the right path, the orach mishar, the straight derech, show me what you want me to do so that I'm airtight and my enemies will lose their grasp on me. It doesn't matter what anybody's accusing you of. It doesn't matter what they're saying negatively about you. If you know that you're doing the right thing, everything else will fade away. Okay, we're skipping the next pasuk. And we're going to Lule Hamanti Leros Betov Hashem Chaim. Had I not believed in seeing the goodness of Hashem in the land of life. So where's the rest of the sentence, right? Like if I didn't believe in seeing Hashem's goodness in the land of life, then what? There's no end of the sentence. It's an interesting pasuk. So one way that we could look at this is we can see the word Lule and we could mix up the letters and find the word Elul, another hint to the month of Elul. And we could say in Elul, Ha'amanti Leros Betov Hashem Be'aretz Chaim. In Elul, that's the time to get close to Hashem by believing, by believing in Him, by seeing the good. Leros Betov Hashem Be'aretz Chaim. And the Eretz Chaim is in, is referring to our world, our physical world. So when we, you know, when we look at this pasuk, we could understand it that in the month of Elul, that's when I need to start to believe. And I need to pay attention to all the good things that are coming into this world and use that to strengthen my amuna and my closeness with Hashem. And the Eretz Chaim is talking about like, in, I need to believe that Hashem could do anything and that in all the good that He could do in this world. Meaning in this world, we have a limited vision. We have a limited, uh, you know, in our minds, we see things very limited. We see the physical world around us and we were very, quote unquote, realistic. And we feel like, you know, well, this can't happen and that can't happen. And we think we know what could happen and what can't happen. And frankly, you know, when people say, when people tell me, ah, the positive thinking stuff, nah, I'm too realistic to believe in all that anyways. I look at them and like, I, I smile and I'm all polite, but inside I'm thinking, you're a fool. You're, you're, you're limiting yourself. You're only hurting yourself. We live in a spiritual world. It looks physical, but we live, everything is spiritual. And, and Hashem could do anything, and He's proven it over and over again. Don't limit yourself, because if you say that only this could happen and, and nothing else could happen, guess what? Hashem Tzilcha, He's your shadow. He's going to mirror it back to you, and you will live it a limited life, and you won't have everything that you could ever dream of. 
So here it's saying, in this limited world, you have to believe to believe that it's not about you, it's about Hashem's goodness and He can do anything. So just to give you an example, very often we get stuck in certain parts of our life, in different areas of our life. Um, you know, let's take an example of a person who's saying, you know what, they're just fetching and complaining for the past five years that they, they're working so hard, they have so many kids, and they're constantly doing laundry and cleaning their house, and they're wishing that they had, you know, they not even wishing, they're not even wishing that they had anything. They're just like stuck in this place. Like, and when you ask them, why can't you hire somebody to help you clean the house so that you could focus on your children and do the things that you love to do and have a better life, they'll say a million excuses. You know, like, they'll like dead end themselves. Like, well, nobody's going to be willing to work the hours that I need. I can't afford it. There's no way I could pay $10 an hour twice a week. How am I going to find somebody who won't steal? They have a million excuses and reasons and problems and issues that they created and that they're staying stuck in. And the issue with this is, you know, does this sound familiar to any of us? Like we, and we all get into this place sometimes where we're like dead ending our own life and we're being realistic and we're limiting ourselves. But the issue is, like we said in Parakhaf, Yitain Lechach Avavecha, Hashem is going to give you what's in your heart. And if you're closed off, then you are not able to receive the goodness that He's trying to give you. He's trying to shower down on you all the goodness, but you're being closed off and you're not believing in it and you're insisting on viewing life through your limited view. So the, the avoda here is to open ourselves up. That's the goal. The goal is to open ourselves up and give ourselves permission to access what we wish for and to build trust that anything can happen. So the tool, I want to give you a very nice tool, and it's called Wouldn't It Be Nice If. This tool is all about getting into a soft energy of hope, excitement, allowing ourselves to open up and envision things that we previously would never dare allow ourselves to think about. So if you were doing, a, if I would, let's say this lady would say, you know, I, I can't, I can't, I, I can't have any cleaning help, it's not possible, I would, I would challenge her and I would say, I would say, I want you to do a, a wouldn't it be nice if, and this is what it would sound like. It would sound like, wouldn't it be nice if I could find a, a, a cleaning woman who I love? Wouldn't it be nice if she could make me coffee and salad and treat me like a queen? Wouldn't it be nice if I could come home from a long day and see my house sparkling? Wouldn't it be nice if her hours were exactly when I needed them to be and she could be honest and I could trust that she's valuing my things? And you would just go on, you know, I would tell her to go on and on and on with this. Every sentence would start with the words, wouldn't it be nice if? And you would go and you could all do this. And I encourage all of us to do this. And you, you would take any topic, anything that you're wanting in your life and allow yourself to be that young, idealistic girl who's looking up at the sky and thinking about all the things that she wants to have in her life. Don't be so realistic. Don't be so, don't have that hard, dense energy. Open yourself up. Wouldn't it be nice if, and you would go on and on and on until you're really like in a flow over a minute. Just keep on talking about that particular area of your life and what you would love to happen. And what it does is it gives you clarity. And, you know, a person could say, well, what's the point of doing this? It's just going to hurt me when I'm not going to get it. It's just going to get me depressed because it's never going to happen anyways. And 
the, the truth is it's not true. We have to recognize that the way we create the lives that we want is through getting specific about our desires. Like we said, yitain l'cha and we said, right? Hashem gives us our desire through enumerating all those things that wouldn't it be nice if, right, that I want through, through getting specific on our desires, through growing in our trust in our desires, actually able to, you know, through, through putting trust in them, being able to come into our life by doing this process of talking about it, we're instilling trust and we're getting into a better, happier state. And these are the ingredients that draw in the things that we want into our life. So it's not just an annoying, frustrating thing process to do. It's actually, it actually can create miracles. And I've seen miracles with this process myself. So as we go into the new year, let's practice this tool. Let's start now practicing this tool and improving in our bitachon, which was what this parak is all about. And in connecting with the idea that Hashem has infinite capabilities. So anywhere, while you're waiting at a doctor's office, anytime you have free time, just ask yourself, what do I want? And practice this beautiful, uplifting tool of wouldn't it be nice if, at the very least, it'll put you in a better mood. Look to Hashem, be strong and have good courage. Look to Hashem. So here, David is coming full circle. He's coming back to his to his. Bitachon, and the word kave has the word kav in it, a line. He's trying to say, he's, he's showing us here that bitachon is a line. We have to get back in line. We keep falling off the line, off that straight path of our connection, and we have to keep on getting back onto it. That's why it says kave el Hashem twice, because it's, it, it, this whole parak is speaking of this idea. We have to try, and then we fall down, and we have to chazak fiyah encourage ourselves again, v'kave el Hashem, and get back up again to this trust, get back on that kav, get back on that line um, in the right direction. So just to review, we learned two new practical ways to make our L more meaningful in enjoyable ways. So we discussed that, number one, find something that you're good at, what comes easy to you, and ask yourself, how can I use this strength to expand in my avodah Hashem, to grow and strengthen it? And the second thing we discussed was to incorporate these wouldn't it be nice ifs into your life to open up your mind and, and get clear on exactly what it is that your heart is desiring because if there's no picture of what you actually want, how is it supposed to come into being? We need to have that vision and create it and step out of our limited realistic views of the world um, and, and to really connect with our trust in the infinite capabilities of Hashem and to get into a good mood and watch and then, and then just sit back and watch the miracles flow into your life. May we all enjoy an uplifting and joyous month and go into the new year as new and improved, happy, trusting people who attract endless amounts of Hashem's blessings and assistance into our lives. Thank you so much for listening.